All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach. We are recording here on a Thursday evening after Oaks Day. Um, which I'd like to forget about Oaks Day, but um, this podcast, we're going to be talking all things Melbourne as we are. It's right in the crux of the Flemington Carnival. Melbourne Cup was the other day. Oaks this or today, and we're moving on to Stakes Day on Saturday. But um, yeah, it hasn't been great for me. I'm not sure about Nick. We'll touch base with him in a sec, but uh, fingers crossed Saturday is a bit better for us. Um, if you don't follow us, obviously we do two podcasts a week looking at Sydney and Melbourne. This podcast looking at Melbourne racing as I welcome in Nick. How are you, my friend? Not too bad. It's been pretty, uh, a bit of fun, you know, having having all the good good horses around and all the good races on. It's, it's always a good Good week, really. It's just pretty hard to stay on top the entire time when you're betting every day. <laughs> yeah, it, it is quite tough. When we go back to the weekend, you had uh, you caught up with some mates. You had a good day? Yeah, caught up with a few mates and a couple beers, a few bets. So, nah, you all came out ahead? Uh, yeah, came out ahead on the weekend and then cup day was okay as well. Oh, today was, was not. Not, not great, but um, lucky I was teaching most of the day today, so I missed the first few races, so it was all good. When we um, we talk about the cup, we'll look at Saturday in a sec, but the cup, how do we go? Like, how, how do we just miss Very Elegant? How do we just not give it any respect? Like, I, I didn't. Um, I think when we did the little live stream that you know, me, you, Mitch, and Tommy did, I think Tom was the only one who gave it a little push. If incentivize won, I had just done so many bets into incentivize, I probably would have retired. But were you surprised by how well she won? Oh, I think you're lying. If I think there's a lot of people coming out and saying, "Oh, I can't. Can you believe we let her go around at that price?" But like realistically, this is sort of end of the preparation. She'd run a weight for age prep. She didn't do anything in the Turnbull. Then run third in a Cox Plate where she loomed up like a winner. 57 in a cup over 3,200. Like, to me, the price is fine. I'm, yeah. I just think, unfortunately, you some, sometimes horses just have those purple patch days and she just, I don't know, got sometimes, J-Mac yeah. back on. He, he obviously just knows that horse so well. Um, she was home at the 800, mate. Oh, um, yeah. You could tell I, incentivized I, was struggling. Yeah. Did I a huge to hold on for second. He's just a freak. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, to do what he did... To have no card into the race, like Percy Ham was gone at the seven hundred, gave him he was literally left out in front on his own. I, I reckon if he's next to very elegant, he's got that smarts and toughness about him that he would have probably tried, like got within a length or or might have even knocked her off. It's just nearly blindsided down the outside, and then because he realistically once she got in front of him, she didn't keep extending away from him. He still tried really yeah. hard to line, so. Oh, it was a really good race. I really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, some people had some good bets, and look, I wish I just, well, I wish I did back it, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked that she, she wins another great, her freaking Group One, and J Mac just keeps winning uh, more and more money. The prick. So you, even him on Saturday <laughs> last week, um, you know, he took out Fangirl. Fangirl took the piss. It was a huge win. Then he wins on oh. Great House. Then he comes second on Daisies. Like that was the first couple of wins. What did you make of Fangirl? I thought Fangirl was fucking enormous. Yeah, huge. Looks like um, hasn't Waller just set some of these horses up really well? Like even today, that that horse, um, what was it called, Espiona or whatever it's yeah. called, like yeah, just picking these races for these horses on the arc. He's just so he's the master. He's a freak. Um, I think you saw that with Fanger, like just perfectly selected race. So 
really impressive. You look at like Espiona, what you said, it won whatever race today at Flemington on Oaks Day and it got smashed straight straight away in Everest betting. So people jump on these things real quick. Um, Willowy won the big race today. It obviously ran, ran, won the Wakeful um, the other day. The Zed Run Wakeful, it was called on the weekend, uh, something that we, wow. we were a little involved in. Just a canner. Don't really want to talk too much about it. I've pushed, uh, said it so many times on this podcast just because I like saying the name and it won, went around and won at 17s. So that just hurts. Um, <laughs> Colette, sickening, uh, wasn't on again. Obviously, this horse is amazing. Wins the Empire Rose, pays $13. Sick for us to... Let it go around. Obviously, you were chips in on Mystic Journey. Yeah, had a fair go at Mystic Journey. I thought it was the right race for her. And I'm still still happy to say that I wasn't wrong. Just, um, yeah, again, found one, just a, a perfect ride. Cut the corner a little bit. And um, she's just so good. I, I think we were saying just before coming on, we both can't catch her. Yeah. The thing, the just, annoying thing, yeah. my, my missus' middle name is Colette. So, sickeningly, she oh. just has it. Backs it every time, and I'm just not so. Anyway, fucking <laughs> kills me. Um, Hitotsu, I thought was really good. Just beat my horse, Allegron. Obviously, another second. Um, the Coolmore, which was quite interesting. Home Affairs took the piss in this race. What a surprise, J Mac Chris. Uh, J Mac wins another fucking 1.5 million dollar race. It was back to like 11s into fives late, so people knew what was going on here. The other good run there was that Bruckner, which paid like hundreds. I think it came second, but Home Affairs was home. Fuck what? 300 out? 400? Yeah. I think I, I'm not sure if we spoke about it on the podcast a few weeks ago, but I think we said before he got the Everest spot, we said this would be his race. Um, and then the query was he just had such a hard run in the Everest. Could he back up and run well? Um, got answered pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty quickly. Jamak had him home at the 800, didn't he? He was just, yeah. he's an enormous three year old. Yeah. Huge, taking oh. the piss. And like, obviously, there was other ones we were pretty keen on, like Extreme Warrior. Um, disappointing. Yeah, just didn't handle the pressure really. Like, I think um, he's been getting those nice runs in behind, like a horse like Profiteer around a bend as well. Um, and he just could not handle the pressure around him. But I still think he'd be a good horse going into his three and four year old preps as well, especially next uh, in the autumn. So I wouldn't put a pen through him, but Home Affairs definitely the one to follow. Um, Superstorm was huge, eh? Superstorm um, took out the Cantala. Obviously, not many other jockeys could have got this home, this horse home except for Damien Oliver. Fuck, it was good. Peach, right again. He's riding so well. I think he's ridden three or four Group 1 winners over the carnival. Um, he's just so strong. And the, and Superstorm's a big lump horse, so I'm not surprised that he, he did get him over the line. It's... Um, Really, really good win. That, that race is a bit all over the shop. Ice Bath ran second, and Maddie Hill didn't call it in the top five. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it was a very good ending. Really it was a great finish. Oh, awesome finish! And and it's always. I think I, I was on the phone to one of my mates, and I said they got the um the handicapping spot on for yeah. that race because yeah. it was just a, a lump finish. And obviously, in the sprint in the last Menage, J Mac wins another race. Like honestly, it's. I would love to just say, see his bank account at the moment. Benaj obviously wins. Ballistic Lover, you were on. It ran really well. Um, pretty good odds, too. Um, that took out the last. But if we go, it was obviously, you know, it's more, more, more Flemington. Um, we go to Saturday, and it's Stakes Day, which is a pretty good day. I think I had to flick through some of the races, and they look pretty good. And we'll just kick it off. We'll just fly through a couple and get your thoughts. I'll help you out if, I'm, if I've got anything, but Hosier is the fave in the first. This is a benchmark 90 over the mile. Uh, John McNeil, Rob Hickmont, 260. 
Equation is there, J-Mac Annabelle. So obviously Equation went around on Everest Day where it got back for a pile in the last. It didn't really do too great. Um, Promises success was on the drift and ended up winning. Um, and then you got our Playboy mystery shot. They're all there as well. But who's camp you in for the first? Well, it'll be interesting, first of all, just to see if it'll be a soft track or not. Um, obviously, Equation grows another leg on the soft, has really nice record on there too. So I, I'm actually with him. I think that um, coming out of that promising success race where he was well-backed and then sort of back in the ruck and didn't get a, a really good run at them, um, I'm happy to forgive him. I think 460, I think Hosier first up, um, obviously not coming off a massive break and has some, some good form in front of horses like Turinen, but happy to risk him first up and happy to follow in uh, J-Mac on a Nisham horse. Bloody hell, J-Mac, if he fucking wins again, honestly. Um, <laughs> don't you think, you just, I look at all the win, the winners he won on Saturday, then you think about the Everest, then you think about Melbourne Cup, like, fuck, he's just flying. There's no question on this sort of shit. Um, 2,600 metres, race number two, Queen Elizabeth Stakes, uh, warning. Uh, huge win last start um, in Sydney. Won me an absolute pile. I was very happy with this. Nash sticks with the ride for the Freemans. Dr. Drill's there. Brett Preble, he's riding well as well for Kieran Maher at 460. Luna Flair, Wentwood Sound, and he's a shocker. Only a six-horse field. To me, I'm not huge on these distance races. I get a bit... I like the sprints, but what do you... Do you find these ones a bit harder to do form, like when you're looking at the big, long-distance ones? Yeah, it is hard. I think they're not. They obviously don't bat very deep. Like we got a six horse race here, and they'd struggle to get any more. Um, I think warnings well found at two sixty. I don't think it's a two dollars sixty chance. Obviously, goes um, better when there's a bit of jar out of the track too. You look at Luna Flair, who's come out and knocked off floating artist, who's run super in a Melbourne Cup, like yeah. fifty six kilos in a race like this over twenty six hundred, which it. We know that it can run um, 24, 2,500, so it's going to be no problem for it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty happy to play at five bucks. I, yeah. I think Luna Flair is a good bet. Um, and Dr. Drill is the danger. I'm happy to let Warning go around at 260. If he, if he wins, he wins. But I think they're the, they're the two that I'd be playing in the race. Yeah, look, Warning was really good, obviously. Luna Flair, like exactly what you just said. Obviously, it ran 2,500 metres last night in a group two and one, beating Floating Artist. It's one at 24, it's one at 22, it's one at the distance. So, mate, I'm... I agree. I'd rather be taking the five slash two forty over two sixty the win. So, mate, same camp. Um, race number three, benchmark eighty, another two thousand meter race, killing me. Um, obviously, this good, this good, this good often uh, horse has already been back. Like Alcyone, I think I think that's how you say it. Three sixty already into two fifty, so it's had a good lash in the last twenty four hours. Uh, next one's at four forty for Brett Preble. Tysh goodness at eight fifty. We got Lunatic Fringe. Uh, don't know a heap about a lot of these ones. Um, Hasseltoff is there as well, but this good often runner looks pretty um, pretty smart with this money, and it's obviously had a couple of runs, Caulfield and Flemington, which pretty good. I think it came second behind Mr. Brightside, maybe two starts back. Yeah, this is about as obvious it gets for the day. The only, the only problem with Alcyone, I think you say it is just, he's a bit of a one pacer, a bit of a one battery, sort of sits fourth, fifth in the run, and tends to just battle on for second or third, but I just think that he's got a massive class edge, like a length off Mr. Brightside who runs around a $4 shot in a Cantala, and then you go down to the third or fourth line of betting in like a lunatic fringe who's lost to horses that have just run the country the country yeah. race today. So I just think, yeah, I can see why it's 310 already into 250. It's, it's definitely the best bet for that race. Have to agree. Um, race four, we go to the Amanda Elliott. Oh, 
the lady from VRC. Um, we go to our Heidi. Brett Preble is the fave. Oh, he's riding the fave. 550 already in a 440. We got Scissor Step at sixes. Decent rain. A little bit of money for it for Kieran Maher and Eustace at sevens. Port Louis. Um, it's, it's a weird horse, this one. It's, it's, some days it gets back for a stack. It's a little bit of a drift. And then you've got Jimmy the Bear and a few others out there. J-Max on Oak President. You have to just mention this because if you've got J-Mac and Walla uh, <laughs> paying $15, you just have to mention it. And maybe we should just give it a push because we'll look silly if it wins. Keen to play two, um, seven and three. So Decent Rain and Port Louis, I think. So Decent Rain is coming out of um, the race behind Fangirl in Sydney and got absolutely no room, um, never got out and then hit the line really, really strong. Um, and then past the post was doing probably its best work. Um, I think seven bucks and then getting to a big track like Flemington. If if it can get back from gate eight, I think the best part of the track is probably going to be the middle or even the outside fence by that part of the, the carnival. So Decent Rain. And Port Louis, similar story. This horse was absolutely off the map first start. It was like seven or eight bucks into fours. Ran second to Minsk Moment, who just come out of a Coolmore as well. Um, then a little bit of a failure last time behind Extreme Warrior, but I, I'm happy to forgive if they decided to run it. So decent mm. rain in Port Louis for me. Did you have an opinion? Uh, I'll, I'll probably in the decent rain camp, I think. Um and obviously, O president, just in case it wins. But um, <laughs> uh, decent rain. I think I, I think I have to agree, and I'm thinking pretty good getting like seven or eight bucks for it too. Um, yeah, be interesting how it goes around at Flemington. I think it's had. I'm looking back. I think it's maybe had a, had a run there last year or so, but or beginning of the year. Yeah. But I think that's my go. I think uh, I think I'll jump on with you. Sevens. It's, Don't know look, much about look. Port Louis. I don't know if you can. You've convinced me enough to have a crack there as well. Yeah, it, it looks a good race for this decent rain though. Like. 59 in that fangirl race and gets 54 here. So there's a little bit of speed on, which it looks like there might be. Um, I think seven or eight bucks to find out is pretty good. And our Heidi, it's obviously had a bit of had a bit of coin for it. So what is it? Only its third start. Yeah, interesting. Um, in behind Dream Queen, who ran today and didn't run all that well. Um, obviously, they've, they've backed it, which is always positive, especially with the Stokes Yard. They're, if their money's on, they're usually pretty spot on and Preble's riding so well still. Um, I couldn't have it in my in my top one or two. I think Decent Rain and Port Louis look the clear two best horses. I'm going with you, Decent Rain, and then yes, I did mention no president just in case. Um, <laughs> Tab Matriarch Stakes, another sponsored race, another two thousand meter race. Nimali, uh, Rachel King gets the ride six into five fifty. She knows this horse pretty well out of Barrier Eleven. Only words, Brett Pribble and Waller. Um, eight bucks. This is pretty. Um, there's been solid money for this Mimi's Award. The Ben and um, Hayes, Sackhouse, 15s already into eight bucks, which is um, pretty good go. And Starrell obviously goes pretty well for Danny O'Brien. That prick is absolutely flying as a trainer. Um, then we go down, there's bigger odds there. Bonavicini, a little bit of coin. Princess Jenny, you know, is always there about. And our intrigue, J-Mac and Walla. We have to mention it, $14 just in case. Who are you with? Oh, gee, this is a prick of a race. It is, I'll uh, leave it to you. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, only words couldn't have been more impressive at Mooney Valley. It's taken a, a little bit of time to finally get a win this prep, but I think it looks like 2000 is her go and we'll eat that up. <laughs> Nimley's a good horse. Um, he's coming out of some, some better form races as well. Um, was ninth, tenth in the running um, in that group one last weekend as well and ended up finishing fourth behind Colette. A length That's pretty behind. good, yeah. That's got to be the form for this race, I think so. 
Nimali on top, absolutely no conviction whatsoever. But I just think if you're looking for a form reference, it, it has to be the strongest form. So um, 550 as well. It's obviously a really open market. The other one was um, Zaydani at a little bit of odds is coming out of the Duas Group 3. Um, and then prior to that was Sandown behind Floating Artists and his really impressive win. So might be a little bit of a watch. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, eh? Hayes team, but yeah, Namali on top and maybe a saber on Zaydani. All right, so Nimali on top and then, yeah, a bit of our intrigue. Um, we go to race six, which is the Dali Sprint Classic. This is um pretty good. And we have Nature Strip obviously going around at $1.33, first leg of the quaddy. Most people probably going one out. Uh, J-Mac and Waller, $1.33. Bella Nipatina, been running well at nine fifty. Ranch Hand, September Run, you can have it. I've said that a million times and you keep, you, got, you keep giving it a crack and, mate, no good. Splintex, what's that? They're all there, but Nature Strip runs and wins, right? Yeah, simple as that. Can I just say, this is proof that they need to sort out this Melbourne and Sydney sprinting calendar because... Like, this is my usually probably my favourite race of the year, it, just behind probably the Everest and the Cox Plate. But, like, this is an Adali Sprint Classic field with Red Zell and Chautauqua and those type of horses. Like, this is this is a Group 2, Group 3 field again. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's disappointing, but I think he just wins. It's pretty simple. Um I did get did get a little um, bit of the all-in price a little while ago. So I'm pretty happy. what price? What price did you take? Uh, a couple of dollars, but I'm pretty happy that it's opened a dollar thirty-three. We he just like I don't want to say the M word, but like what yeah, no, I'm happy. This? No, nothing. Probably <laughs> September run. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if it does, that'll yeah. shit me to tears. But Splintex is the roughie. Splintex is the roughie. That's oh. what I will say. Um, trial in between runs now. Um, it's uh, yeah. Newman is just a freak. Like he's such a good trainer. Um, Kementari knocked this horse off, but I'm not looking into that too much because Kementari's a phony. I think two dollars eighty the place. If I was going to play like a Quinella or have trifectas, Splintex would be one of the two or three that I could have in there. You're just trying to give some love to others, but if you're doing a quaddy, one out. Yes, one out. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm with you though. It's um, it is normally such a good race, but yeah, that shits me. Um, yeah. The race number seven, 1,400 metres. This is, um, how do we say this horse again? Shalot? Shayu. Shayu. Um, obviously, it's one of yours. It's 440 into um, four bucks. <laughs> it went around, obviously, on the weekend in the Superstorm race. Came seventh. Um, Cinewan, J-Mac and Friedman's at seven bucks. We got Dice Roll. I don't mind Dice Roll. Just a canter is going around again. I'll probably let it go around and then just watch it win like I've been doing fucking recently. Um <laughs> But tell you what, I'm not huge on Dean Yandel, but whatever. Um, Patrick Payne at 8.50, riddle me that. Ranier, um, Huey Bowman and Godolphin, don't mind that either. Academus, Age of Chivalry, they're all there as well. But are you staying in the favourites camp once again? Yeah, I love this horse. I've got a real soft spot for Shayu, if Why? that's how we say it. I just, I'm obviously speaking a little bit through the pocket there, but I don't know, I just think that um, she's a trier and I, I like horses that... There's not many back-marking horses that I like to back, and she's one one horse that I do. Um, clear intentions last weekend, we spoke about being the only, one of the only mares to run in the Cantala. Usually they opt to the Empire Rose, so I love that race. And then track and distance, she's three from three at Flemington over 1,400. Um, yeah, she's a clear standout for me with 54 and a half kilos. I just, yeah, I'm a real fan of this horse. Wow. And you give it who, who all right, we, we stand we stand that out. Who's your next two and two and three in a trizy or something? 
Um, well, Cinnawine, however you say it, is a horse. The horse that it ran behind its last start in Ireland is called Japan, yeah, and Japan is a very, very good horse. Um, and had sixty-two in that race. So, if there's any money in the market, make sure that whatever you bet on the race, you're having to save on Cinnawine or whatever it's called, because yeah. I haven't seen any of its runs. But any horse that's running point four behind Japan is going pretty good. So. They're the, they're the clear two in the market. There may, be a bit of, there may be a bit of coin for a bit of Ranier, I think, too. Coming out of barrier one. Seems to just happen. These get off and runners. But, yep, all right, you've talked me into it. We'll go with that. Um, we go to the McKinnon. Pretty good race. Um, this I don't mind the 2,000 metres, this, because I don't mind the race. We got Zaki. Uh, hopefully going around. Um, was a shit fight last start for a lot of people that backed her all in. Uh <laughs> After Tab Beta. But J-Mac and Nisham obviously open 230. It's a little drift to 250, but it doesn't really matter too much. Um, Colette's going around again at 480. A bit of money for Mawanga. Huey Bowman's on. Must be nice being Annabelle having Mawanga and Zaki in the same race. Um, Private Eye, obviously pretty good horse. Hungry Heart is due a fucking win. Um, Cascadian, Superstorm, Homesman, Dallas Ann. And we got the Jap horse that's got to start as well. So pretty good race. There's not a heap of runners. I think you've got about, whatever, nine or ten, race, ten runners at... Are you going Zaki? Can Zaki step up? Is it fresh? Is it healthy? Yeah, I think if he's healthy, he wins the race. It's just a matter of that. But I suppose had a temperature, so we can't, it's not, at least there's no foot issue or leg issue and stuff. I'm, I'm banking on the fact that she wouldn't run him if she wasn't up to 100% because he, he would have ran in the Cox Plate if, if that was the case. So I think um has to win this race, good enough to do so. Going to play... Let's do a trifecta. Why not? Yeah. So I think Zaki on top. Um, second pick for me is Hungry Heart. Um, mm. Could not have been better. Karen. Um, in the in the Empire Rose was just outstanding. I think crying out for two thousand. That run just proved that. Um, oh, she's up to these horses for sure. I think Mwanga, obviously a trier, but I just I just think Hungry Heart's got her covered. So I'm going to go Zaki into Hungry Heart, and then Colette in for thirds. That would be my trifecta. All right. I like it. All right. Sticking with Zaki, we go to do the last 1,100-meter um, benchmark race. We've got Duchess of Dorset, Craig Williams, 350 into 320. It's our time for Fred Kersley and Danny O'Brien. <laughs> was it Fred <laughs> Kersley? Did you read the um, – what race was it the other day? The beaten jocks, you know, when they talk forever, like Craig Williams will talk for, like, <laughs> a whole paragraph. Kersley came ninth and just said, Nice. <laughs> just walked off. I was reading like the beaten jocks. Fuck, it was funny. Um, all right, destinations there. J Mac and Cummings. Um, look, it's coming off a little trial as well at Hawkesbury. Had a good win, I think. I can't remember who was on it. Maybe McAvoy. A couple of starts back. Um, Sam's image is there, getting the double figures. New Long Defense, La Bella Costa. They're all there as well. But um, who's taking it last? I don't mind destination. I think destination, and it's going to be in that nice part of the track out wide, like late in the day on this Saturday is just, they come as tight to the paint as possible. Obviously get 61, but they're putting J-Mac on it. So they think it's going well. Trial in between runs looks really good. And then the form, you know, coming out, he's a bolter race, Curran, um, even Lancaster Bomber in, in Sydney. So this is, um, I think this is good form. Obviously Duchess of, of, of Dorset is progressive, but do you really want to take a Bendigo 64 winner? over a, a proven horse like Destination who's had a reasonably good prep. So I'm happy to take seven bucks about him, but 
bit wary of Duchess of Dorset on the up. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one. Um, all right, so it's not not the ten races this time. It's nine. Are we going with the best? Is it something you're already you're already backed, or is it something you really like? Is it going to be Alcyone, or however we say it? Yeah, I think I think he has to win. Um, if he's not winning this race, um, they're going to be really lost as to what to do. Like, this is a benchmark ninety. Um, and this was a, a derby prepped horse last preparation. So has to win best of the day for sure. And then my best that odds would be decent rain. I reckon at sevens, um, I think will go really well. I think it'll run a really good race. All right, sweet. Um, anything at Sydney? Have you had a look? Anything you want to mention? Oh, mate, I haven't had a chance to be honest. One of the great meetings, thing. Golden Gift, uh, wherever it's, Golden Gift, Hot Danish, some of the great races. <laughs> yeah, you'd be pretty <laughs> pumped up about it if you... Uh, any early bets? I know you're a bit of a fan of Rocket Clockies running around. Yeah, Rocket Clockies going around. Um, I think I sent you one this morning that I put on. I backed um, Jazzland in race number three at about fours, and I went each way, or and, and a multi actually, in that five kingdom in race number five. That's about eight fifty or nine bucks. You're getting about threes yeah. a place. So they're the two early ones. But um, sweet, mate. Stakes day. Hopefully it's a bit better than uh, Oaks Day today. Absolutely. It probably wouldn't be very hard for it to be better. So. <laughs> Sweet, mate. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure. Love your work. Wait.